The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only wrestling podcast you need to be listening to, streaming live here at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, and available anywhere you are able to get podcasts. Um, Larson, wonderful Raw. What did you think of it? <laughs> that was pretty good. Decent enough. That was a good job, Enforcer. Thank you, everybody. Welcome, uh, the Enforcer, Stevie Bradley. Steve's out on vacation uh, hey for a couple days, so uh, Stevie was kind enough uh, to uh, generous enough uh, to sit in, uh, discuss Raw with me, uh, subbing for Steve. So, Enforcer, thank you very much. Absolutely. Much and also, even though this isn't the real Steve, I do have my bowling ring here it's not a 300 i'm not as cool as steve but i got my 299 well I, so steve congrats i'm glad you went to that safety deposit box man i'm, I'm not That's gonna why I, I had mine too i don't i'm not gonna delve too much into it but i feel like you probably earned that one anyways you got some new patrons um so uh thank you to what is uh jeff f logan wyatt thank you uh steve randall thank you daniel that's daniel 41149512 thank you very much uh alex uh willie power and then james darnell's left pinky toe we got some creative names here today and michael i really like that that um daniel i'm sorry that daniel one uh either there are that many daniels on patreon or that number means something to him yeah because that's what uh 411,495,127. Four hundred eleven million four hundred ninety-five thousand one hundred twenty-seven. That's a lot. That'd be a lot of Daniels. If, if that's that a lot of Daniels. Yeah. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, Enforcer, it was a pretty fun RAW tonight. Um, it's still hard to get past most weeks. Yeah, the, the I fact that like RAW I, is three I, hours long. That's still a lot to, of, of RAW to watch. But nonetheless, it was a well-paced show. Really entertaining. Tell me your thoughts. I really like. I will be very honest with you, Larson. Especially since the pandemic, I have really been paring back my viewings of Raw. I've sort of like relied on you and that one guy in the morning who would put up Raw in 15 minutes and then it'd be gone in an hour. He just sort of like splice everything together or clips. And I really rely on you for this. So this is the first time in a while I actually sat down paid attention to a whole episode of Raw, and I was pleasantly surprised. I don't know if this is how it's been the last couple years, but from what I'm hearing from, I'm sorry, last couple weeks, I'm not sure if uh, uh, if that's how it is. I heard from some people saying, no, I actually kind of lucked out on a halfway decent, well-paced uh, episode. So I'm looking forward to go th- going through with this. It's been interesting since uh, uh, Bruce Pritchard took over from Paul Heyman because of nothing else, Actually, like last week's SmackDown, last Friday's SmackDown, which was a massive turd, is yeah. more or less has been an outlier of late. Because while neither Raw or SmackDown, I mean, neither of them approach must-watch television at any point anymore, by and large, they're well-paced, reasonably entertaining shows. 
that tell some decent stories. Again, nothing that you got to tune into every week. Um, but there's a lot of little nuances that are interesting. Um, there were some parts here where I was really um, into um, how much MVP was in this from the beginning and then also with his uh, with him and Lashley and then the backstage because I didn't watch the stuff from last week and I'm really liking what MVP is there and I like the fact that he's I don't know how I, I'm sorry I don't know how he has the belt on him I don't know if Lashley won it or they took it from Apollo how did that happen he just he just made himself a belt oh okay okay so it's just a replica okay I get you but it looks cool though I mean it lo- it's fitting on him mm-hmm. normally I go like man okay somehow by by hook or by crook he got it but it looks good on him yeah and I really like where they're going there with that Cedric putting that wedge in there. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of good beats there. Um, when I really didn't need to see Ric Flair out there. I felt bad as I was seeing him I out know, there. But... Three weeks in a row they've had him on. It doesn't It doesn't seem like it's necessary. Yeah, yeah. It and, really um, doesn't. Um, everything yeah. they've been doing with MVP since he's come back has been exceptional. Um, everything, especially since they've paired him up with Lashley, it's been so darn good. They've allowed Lashley to open up a new level of intensity that we haven't seen since he come back from WWE. MVP yeah. is spectacular on the mic. He knows how to advance a story while talking. Um, right. And as you mentioned, the wedges he's been trying to drive between Cedric and Ricochet, trying to recruit Apollo Crews. It's all been like just really masterfully done stuff. Uh, MVP is an absolute absolute joy to watch every week. Um, he's and been doing some suit, great stuff. That oh, pastel man. lavender suit just mwah, chef's kiss everywhere, man. That looked beautiful. That was exquisite. That was exquisite. So let's talk about this. This is going to be in the thumbnail, I think. Um, there's a lot being made of this eye for an eye match. Uh, WWE was very clear after the announcement that someone is going to lose an eye on Sunday. Um, yeah. I think it was Meltzer in the newsletter said that they might be utilizing some CG, some, some CG, movie magic yeah. to uh, show an eyeball pulled from the head um, after the shocking announcement last week by Ray that that's the stipulation he wanted. And then we got some good reactions of selling the stipulation and how shocking it was. Yeah, We really got Seth talking about it tonight where he said, okay, at first I thought Ray meant that metaphorically. Eye for an eye. He wanted revenge. Come to find out he is serious. He means that literally. Um, and so there's there's some moving pieces in play here in terms of who w- wins the match and who loses an eye. Um, yeah. Of course, Ray, free agent. He can go wherever he wants now. Same time, though, he seems to be looking out for Dominic's career prospects yeah. just as much as his own. And whether that means uh, Dominic's chances are better succeeding in the WB system or not, um, you know, where they want to go with this from a storyline perspective, uh, the idea of Seth trying to be the Monday Night Messiah, walking around with an eye patch. That makes him look kind of tough, I'll be honest. But uh, at the same yeah. time, I'm not sure. So, uh, Enforcer, since yeah. uh, I'm not sure if we'll have you on for the official predictions video, who's losing right. an eye on Sunday? Can I say, first off, I, I'd i like to say how, how I would want to see the eyeball actually taken out. And, um, yeah, I do actually want to see an eyeball out. I mean, like uh, – and. Any given Sunday style, I want to see the eyeball. Good reference. Okay, um, I want to see it done with a grapefruit uh, uh, spoon. <laughs> I want I want to see it in there. And do, 
just all the sound effects that you had yeah. and and Ray and Ray's uh Ray's losing that and I really think if he stays he's going to somehow do some daredevil thing where he's just sort of heightened senses oh. now and he's just, but he's going to have that mask and it's going to be blacked out but he's not going to be able to see but then uh um um what's his kid's name Walter, Walter. he's going to be he's going to basically be you know guiding him around and stuff but in the ring he's magic still mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. where i'd like to see it go see that'd be pretty cool that'd be cool i mean i guess my my my, my number one thought is they'll have ray lose he'll lose an eye and that's that would be writing him off tv writing so he out, can go yeah. wherever he wants to go or if he just wants to take a break wait till this pandemic thing calms down then make a decision about what his uh career prospects are looking like uh there's so much up in the air I'd what be hard. Think, Sorry, go ahead. What do you think happens if Rey Mysterio does lose both eyes and then they try and bring him back if Dominic is in WWE? You know they're going to want to bring that hook back. Does he just have two eye patches over his head? Like, how the hell do they do that? I don't know. <laughs> right? I mean, they always want to keep that that card in the back of their pocket. Yeah. You know, like, hey, Rey Mysterio out here. Hey, his son's here. Let's get a quick, uh, you know, a legacy pop. You know? I mean, here's the thing. I don't know if they want to bring it back into sort of religious context. He could just be spiritually healed. Maybe he, he, loses, his, he loses an eye. Yeah. And then he's gone for a while. He goes up to Seth and he, like, essentially repents for all the wrong he has done uh, against the greater good, against Seth. And Seth lays right. his hand on him. It heals him. And then he, <laughs> he gets up. He's like, I can see. Does, I can does, see. Does, does he blow on him and then COVID's gone? <laughs> <laughs> Your eye, you can see. Oh, all right. There we yeah. go. Thank you. I see here um, he'll have glass eyes, white brownies saying here in chat. Mm -hmm. uh, Sam L. Bronkowitz, uh, transplant. Uh, George saying a cybernetic eye. All wonderful ideas ideas like, it's like a minority sort of... report where tom cruise gets the the fake eyes put in something like that maybe exactly that's a you know and then by, by that point we're already into that uh cy cybernetics happening yeah so, you know it'll, it'll be topical stuff. yeah steve will yeah, be all course. about that he'll he'll be he'll be glowing yeah. reviews about that <laughs> Just... particular storyline because he'll want to be right at that point yeah of course he, he'll he be live living forever you know over <laughs> your, your your dead body you know be like larson join me no i'd be like i'm cool man um, I don't so want to live forever, man. No. Nah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what pans out on Sunday. This is kind of the match where, like, I feel pretty sure that Seth is probably going to pick up that W. That being said, yeah, this has potential to be either maybe pretty cool or, like, horribly cheesy. And a lot depends on how bad the CG is, yeah. uh, which, uh, you know, WWE has a budget for decent CG. Uh, however, given circumstances, <laughs> yeah, no, given circumstances, I guess they're gonna go find some kid or an intern in production that's just learning After Effects, and it's just gonna be like some, a uh, poorly some, uh, new, textured eye. Some newly uh, minted kid from class of 2020 full sale graphics department <laughs> will be will be uh, uh, given this. Uh, this this will be whether he uh, he can sink or swim or she can sink yes, or swim. This is this, their thesis project. Absolutely. To see if they graduate in, in this term or if they have to stay on for another year and probably pay an exorbitant uh, amount of money to, to go to school there. Um, all right. I guess we can just get right into it. Kicking things off. We had the right. VIP lounge. Um, MVP introduces his guest. That is Dolph Ziggler. He, he like sings his praises. Say he's like the greatest guy. He's got a huge heart. Um, yeah, says he's awesome. He says he's like the, the most awesome dude. He went through the trouble 
probably a great expense to himself to, to, to take in Drew and made him the man he is today, WWE champion and whatnot. And he says, uh, Drew has the temerity to not even thank him. So can't out, even thank him. Can't even thank him. So out comes Dolph. He admires the new U.S. title, which uh, MVP had made for himself, uh, and said he wants to get something like that when he wins the Extreme Rules. He says maybe get it one of those spinning things on it. So he alluded to the return of the spinner title. Yay or nay? Sure. Oh, that's a hard <laughs> <to> do. <me>, man. <laughs> no, I mean – Spinner versus what is already there? Uh, no, uh, no spinner. Um, even the one before Cena. I mean, if Cena ever just wants to come come back just to like sell a few belts, that's the only guy who needs a spinner. I wonder where the spinner belt ranks on the uh, uh, top ten list of uh, top selling belts from WWE Shop. Just be curious to find out how that sells. That probably costs an arm and a leg too. It probably does, but it's probably down with the toy version of like the Divas belt in terms of sales at this point. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, so Dolph says, I know how to turn Drew back to the guy who got fired. Again, he goes on, without Dolph, Drew doesn't beat Brock. Without him, he'd be an unemployed loser looking for a handout. And MVP says, Drew won't thank Dolph, but I will. And says, hey, thank you. Uh, thank you for your selflessness. And then Dolph thanks MVP for thanking him. And says, is that so hard? And says that very lack of thankfulness from Drew is why he's going to lose the title. Of course, this brings Drew down to the ring. He kicks over that velvet uh, rope, uh, uh, you know, that keeps the VIP lounge from everybody else. Absolutely. I, I mean, you figure the plexiglass up, up along there would do it, but, you know, just those two, those velvet ropes just sitting there. It's the symbolism, somehow man. Keep everybody. Oh, it's yeah, the absolutely. symbolism. Um, so Drew comes down to the ring. He's like, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, MVP tells him he's got no class. Uh, Drew says he's not going to tear up the set or Claymore MVP like he's done in the past. This is all about Dolph. Drew says Dolph uses people. He said he used Mandy Rose, he used Big E, and he used me. They were never friends. I was your muscle. I did all the dirty work. But then he does put over Dolph, says he's talented. Uh, Dolph starts to interrupt him. And then Drew interrupts his interruption and says, Extreme Rules, uh, I'm going to hurt you. You're going to beg me to stop. I'm going to torture you. I'm going to maim you. I'm going to make you regret the day you picked up the phone to be, bring Drew to Raw this Sunday. It's all on you. And then Drew says, well, I don't even want to wait till Sunday. I want to fight now. I want some action now. And Dolph starts to talk. And that sucker punch again, man. That just sucker punch is came great. out. I know it looked solid. It was just solid and beautiful right there, man. And then uh, Drew kind of lunges towards MVP. <laughs> MVP yeah. flinches. Uh, flinches gives him a, gives him the old flinch. And I, if I could just circle back, um, um, I think MVP said to uh, to uh, uh, Drew, it was like, you know, you know how many thanks you've given to this man? Zero point zero. Thank you, Mr. Blutarski. Fat, yeah. dumb, and stupid is no way to go through life. <laughs> all the Animal House fans. All, all the Animal House fans out there for you. So after that, we had a, a Angel Garza, Andrade, Zelina Vega interview. The show started out pretty talky. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. 
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app. Or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Yeah. Um, and so Charlie, she's interviewing him. Seems like it's pretty obvious she really just wants to talk to Angel Garza. Uh, nonetheless, she has to go about her business and says, uh, how do you get on the same page before you match against the Viking Raiders? And Zelina Vega, before uh, Angel Garza can say anything, she's like, uh, I'll do the talking here. And she says, why do you keep on pushing this false narrative? They can't get along. You don't talk about that fact. We already beat the, the Viking Raiders. They teamed with Orin to beat the big show last week. The Street Profits are running scared from him. And he says, also, no man here can measure up to Garza or Andrade. And then she continues. That she just starts talking a bunch of trash about uh, Charlie. And Garza yeah. kind of interrupts to flirt with her a little bit. And she told uh, Vega, tranquila, tranquila. That's, that's one part that I heard there. Say, so, hey, tra- tranquila on her. Um, and then Andrade says, if Garza has my back, I'll have his, and together we'll win the tag tiles. And in walks the Viking Raiders. Uh, they say for over a year, they've been the most dominant team on Raw. Uh, but Garza and Andrade, they've dishonored the division by attacking their friends, the Street Profits. So tonight, they'll run through them. And then Hansen, wow, he takes the rose from Garza, and he gives that to Charlie. He took the lead right there, man. He's like, thank you very much. I'm not asleep at the wheel. I'm going to give this beautiful lady a rose. Uh, so we got this elimination tag match, and it was not a de facto, or it wasn't an officially a number one contender match, but it was kind of a de facto one. Um, and uh, it was a situation wherever Garza and Andrade were on the same page, they worked really well together. Whenever uh, they didn't work on the same page, uh, things didn't go that great. And, and then also the times when they would try and... and and sort of get back to them being on pages like when they try and get fist bumps that's when they would get in trouble when they try and mend the fences exactly all the uh the the, the symbolism if you will of trying to be a unified team it's like they, especially garza he felt like he had to go through the motions he wanted validation from andrade and then andrade would do things not looking for validation but he would actually do things that would uh keep garza out of harm's way a couple times he pulled him out of the way of moves one of them led to him being pinned um, so in the end, it all came down to Garza and Hansen. Uh, Hansen goes for a seated senton on Garza. Uh, Garza catches them, drops them the powerbomb, deep roll up to get the win. So again, not official number one contenders for tag titles, more or less. Uh, they're making themselves a really strong case to get a title shot, whatever the Street Profits uh, uh, return. Absolutely. You know that that's going to be the thing you're going to say. Hey, we beat you guys in a in an elimination match, no mm-hmm. less. You know, we didn't pin you once; we pinned you guys twice, uh, each of you collectively. So you've got no right to being called exactly. a number one contender. Exactly, it seems pretty. It seems pretty final in that regard. So, uh, 
After the match, Garza's leaning against the announce table celebrating. Andrade walks up. Garza extends the fist. Yep. And then Andrade, if he, he just about did this. Like he was so hesitant to kind of give yeah. the fist bump. Yeah. He's just like, oh, it's like, oh no. uh, well, all right. Yeah. I'll I guess if you. you say so, yeah. That's, yeah. Is, that's, I figured that's how you were before with two sweets. You'd just be someone be like, uh, but then you wouldn't give in. You'd be like, nah, but a handshake. Well, it was for a stretch. It was that. Like I felt like I had the I had to wrestle with it internally. And then once it got to the point where it was basically my gimmick, the whatever internal struggle that existed was gone. I just had to say, right. sorry, can't do it. Yeah, it was already made up for you. Exactly. Absolutely. It's like it's much point. like now. Like I'm on here now, and like anywhere I go, I'm gonna have to wear a jersey now, even though honestly I don't. <laughs> but it's your gimmick this, now. If you go out this public, is my gimmick now. If you go out in public and someone recognizes you, say, "Hey, you're the enforcer." That's right. Where's your then jersey? Like, where's your jersey? That's what it's going to be like. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really sure it's with you. <laughs> like when the, when you're out and about, you're like, "Hey, Larson, where's Steve?" Yeah, just I do hear that. The hip I, all the time. I, sometimes really? I do hear that. Yeah, it's like, hey, "Oh, so where's Steve at?" I don't know. Yeah, dude, like I'm I'm here trying to get away from him. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what you don't understand. I'd be sitting with him several hours a day. The rest of the day. I try not to talk to him. No, right? I can't. We actually text each other all day long. We can't get away from each other. Um, so next, we had a Ruby Riot interview. Uh, Sarah doing the interview. She's about to throw us to some video. Instead, the Iconic Center. They'll say, we'll take care of that. I guess the video is probably going to be of Ruby losing. Um, so they shoo Sarah away. They talk about how they have both beaten Ruby Riot in the past few weeks. And that tonight, they're both going to beat him. And then Ruby, though, interrupts yeah. and says, yeah, no, you're both going to get punched in the face to keep her on your mouth. Right. And the Iconics say, well, this might end up being a handicap match since Ruby has no friends. In walks <laughs> Bianca Belair. Yes. Mm. Yes. I'm so glad to see her and that charisma she has. Hell not yeah, Not only man. in that interview, but once she got tagged in. I mean, if we fast forward, the match wasn't much of a match. It was basically just look how awesome Bianca Belair is. And Ruby Wright's got some friends now. Yeah, and uh, or a friend, and yeah, just you just forget like when she gets tagged in and this the the just she just has this air of just athleticism and just but believability and just uh, I forget she's been gone for a while to where I saw her back I just felt so happy to see uh, uh, her and I was like thank you you know because it, it it was she could do all she could do in NXT and I'm glad that now maybe a proper push and also later on someone else showed up that I was so happy to see come back as well. Yeah, it was great to see Bianca. She picked up the win. She pinned uh, Billy Kay after a KOD. Um, and as you mentioned, yeah, it was all about Ruby getting some fast offense and being isolated for a stretch, getting the tag to Bianca, Bianca clear the ring, and then uh, getting the win for her team. So hopefully you'll see a lot more of Bel Air on Raw because she's fantastic. Absolutely. Do you think they continue – as a little oddball tag team, or um, or is this sort of just to get you refamiliar with Bianca Belair again? You know, if this is what's going to get Bianca on TV for the short term, then I'm all about it because Ruby Riot's great, Bianca's great. Um, there's not a whole lot of t like legit tag teams. <clears throat> excuse me, tag teams. Yeah. Um, you know, you got Alexa and Nikki on SmackDown. You got Sasha and Bailey as well, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then you got Oscar, uh, Iconics, Oscar, and Kyrie Sane. But you need more teams in the division if you're going to have actually real competitive women's tag division. So uh, having Ruby and Bianca together for the time being, 
um, they could put on some great matches and uh, maybe establish themselves, get a title shot, and who knows? They get the get get themselves over, uh, put on some good matches. They may have a chance to win those titles at some point. WWE seems to enjoy just throwing two singles competitors into a tag, whether it's male or female, and when they have no idea what to do with them in the short term. Yep. You know, there's just so many, just Cesaro and Sheamus just jumps to mind. What are we going to, they were beating each other up before, throw them in a tag team. It just seems to be what you I do I feel for like it's while. happened at least three or four times with Cesaro alone. I know, man, and really, that's a guy that, man, it's put... Put put the uh, rocket boosters to that man. I mean, every time I see a match of his, it's something different. Mm-hmm. And man, it's just, man, if I could be jacked like that fool, man. Oh that's, heck that's yeah, where man. I want to be. I start doing the CrossFit, but I'm so scared to do CrossFit, man. I feel like I'd go out there and just throw up everywhere, just being exhausted. Yeah, I, w- I would blow myself out in, in the first f- five minutes, and I'm just totally. like, <gasps> exactly. And be like, no, I got it, I got it, and then I'm just sort of coward to the door and hope no one sees me. Exactly. I feel like I have to get to a certain level of, of, of shape before I even yeah. consider that. That's how I always felt like at the gym, and I know it's not the case, but really I'd always be self-conscious at the gym and go like, man, I actually have to like look buff before I ever step into the gym. But I realized nobody gives a damn what you're doing in the gym. Everyone's nope. in their own damn head. And their Everybody's own got their space. music or their podcast and they're just doing their own thing. There's no one looking at, there's no one looking at you, Larson. No, <laughs> ain't much to see anyways if they were. Uh, next up, we got our truth He's backstage. He runs into Richard. Yes, it's Richard. Cedric <laughs> Alexander. And so he says, hey, Richard, I'm glad you won MVP of Raw. <laughs> Ricochet goes, hold on. No, 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 no. I'm wrestling Lashley with MVP on Raw. And Truth says to him, yeah, that's what I said. And so <laughs> Cedric speaks up. Asked Truth, hey, shouldn't you be worried about wrestling Randy Orton tonight? And Truth goes, no, uh, Ric Flair challenged me. I'm wrestling right. Ric Flair. Cedric and Ricochet go, no, Flair challenged you on behalf of Randy Orton. And Truth is, uh, uh, all right. And he just walks off, just realizes. Yeah, yeah, just the, the, the honesty just of what is about to happen just waved right over him. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, man, I'm going to fight the legend killer here. Yep. We'll fight Orton. And um, who does he – who who happens to be there? Tozawa, and he's asking him for uh, for some advice. Hopefully in, what, five to ten minutes, if you could teach me how to be a black belt, I'd appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> and then Tozawa just goes, no. Tries to roll him up. Truth kicks out. Uh, Akira uh, calls in his ninjas – and then right. Cedric and Ricochet roll in. They got Truth's back. And then Truth's like, hold on. I don't want anybody else to get involved in this. Tozawa, you and me in the ring, 24-7 title match right now. Uh, that match is about to happen. Actually, Truth is delivering a promo. Uh, he says, I came to the ring by myself. Akira, of course, he came with three of his guys. Uh, out comes Shayna Baszler, someone we haven't seen, I think, oh. since May. Yeah. Um, I think since uh, Money in the Bank, right? Yeah, Money in the Bank, I think yeah. the last time we saw her. Money in the Bank. And then she proceeds to take out all of Tozawa's ninjas. Tozawa just goes, I'm good. He leaves. Good here. Yep. Shayna turns to Truth. Uh, R-Truth says, I'll let myself out. Tosses the mic to her. He leaves. She says, I've been very patient. I've allowed everyone to have their fun, but she's done. All these weak-minded women's champions are running around fooling themselves that they're in control, that everything that Shayna has done is a distant memory, but she's there to shatter that illusion by hitting with reality, and she is that reality. It's good mm. for her to return. It's good for her to make a very forceful statement. 
that she's not going to just kind of sit in the sidelines or just kind of, you know, exist around the periphery of the title scene. She wants to go right to the top. The one thing about Shayna Baszler, as soon as you see her and you see her talking, believability. And when you see her and saying she's over this BS, over these people that, that are, as you said it here, weak-minded women's champs running around fooling themselves that think they're in control. Um, she could put a stamp, especially now with, with Charlotte being out for a little bit, you know, uh, Becky being gone till, you know, at least till the kids, yeah, you know, who knows when, yeah. who knows when uh, Rousey, all that, you build her up, man, and just, just, just keep feeding her. Mm-hmm. feeding her everybody and mm-hmm. man yeah and that also that shirt um that i liked it had the, the the spade in the inside and said crank rip and tear oh, it on the inside spare mm-hmm. uh, uh spade mm-hmm. it looked phenomenal and normally i don't like wwe shirts because they're feel all itchy and they're all hard yeah that's a shirt that i would actually uh be interested in uh because yeah. that one just looks tough enough and they yeah that that whole thing just crank rip and tear mm-hmm. that's just what she does that's pretty cool uh there was a couple sure she had nxt that were pretty decent too yeah and pretty- and and that whole thing when she does the the whole spade thing i mean that i mean it's perfect it's just that's what it is right yep. there man it's yep. it's awesome now she e- knows easy exa- branding easy marketing definitely she knows she knows her packaging she knows her character through and through and it's it's that's why she's so dang convincing Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Next, next we had uh, Buddy and Seth backstage. Buddy's looking all concerned or forlorn or whatever. Seth asks him what's troubling him, and Buddy's like, "Are you so eye for an eye really means eye for an eye? You really gonna go out there and try to blind each other?" And Seth says, "Nothing of significance happens without sacrifice." Remember, Ray asked for this. Tells him to just focus on his match against Alistair. He's got a message to to deliver. So he goes out to the ring. I assume we're about to get Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens because that was advertised. Right. Uh, he has another very long promo, which is what Seth does these days. Um, but it's him coming to grips with the idea that this isn't just another fight for him. This has potential to be his livelihood. You know, if he loses an eye, what does that mean for his career? What does that mean for his mission as Monday Night Messiah? So is him, him all coming to grips with it. But he comes back around and, 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 and puts the onus on Ray. You know, he says, I've, I've never tried to hurt anybody. Um, I had an opportunity presented to me um, and where uh, I had to sacrifice Ray for the greater good. And still, Ray, you've resist, resisted me every step of the way. Um, and now he's in this barbaric match that uh, the likes of which WB has never seen before. Um, so he says in the end, it's going to be a horror show. Uh, Ray has forced his hands and he'll be forced to gouge out Ray's eyes until he is blind. And he's, he, try, he really tries to humanize yeah. it at this point. Say, you'll never see Dom get married. You're never going to see your wife's face again. You're never going to see another sunrise or sunset. Uh, extreme rules will be the end for Rey Mysterio. Uh, in many ways, it'll be a new beginning, a new beginning for Monday Night Raw. Out comes Kevin Owens. So I'm still expecting their match between them. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, you're going to cut the match short, all right, or the talk to the promo short. He's going to get upset. We're going to go. We're going to have the thing where Kevin Owens punches him, go to commercial, come back, match starts. Exactly. Totally match like is that. already under un- underway. Yep. Exactly. So Owens says, uh, you know, and I came up with a stipulation idea. I thought Ray'd pick like last man standing or a cage match. And they went for an eye for an eye match. And he says, as disturbing as a concept as that match is, what's even more disturbing is that, Seth, you're such a scumbag. 
Scumbag. You forced, Scumbag. You forced a legend, a genuinely nice guy. You pushed him so far over the edge, someone that everyone looks yeah. up to, yeah. that you drove to the point where he wants to take your eye out. And uh, Owen says, hey, I, have, I know the feeling. I was willing to end my own career to shut you up. And he says, but I have just what you need. He pulls something out of his pocket. He says something to my good friend, uh, Jean-Pierre Lafitte, who, of course, is PCO. Yep. PCO now, yeah, absolutely. Um, gave to me. So back then, he had an eye patch. He said, here, it's an eye patch. So that upsets Seth. He calls out Buddy. And while Buddy's making his way down the ring, Alistair intercepts him. They brawl. Then we go to commercial. Here and then we, we go come to back. commercial. We do have a match, but it's Alistair and Buddy Murphy. Yeah, and then uh, the other two are just lingering about <laughs> outside. They're 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 uh, they're they're seconds on yeah. the outside there, you know. And uh, Alistair and Buddy can just regardless, they put on fun matches. So uh, uh, while this was short, uh, the basic story was Alistair would get some offense in. Buddy was attacking Alistair's leg um, repeatedly. Uh, there's this great bit where uh, Buddy's standing on the second rope uh, on the outside. Alistair's on the inside. Alistair's trying to suplex him back in the ring. There's some jockeying for position. Uh, at a, a certain point, Buddy fights him off. And Alistair responds with a black mass, and then Buddy uh, tumbles oh, over the rope. It's beautiful. Just like beautiful. dead weight. Just boom. Beautiful. What caught me was the uh, was the old leg slap. Like, oh! And then you just see him flomp, just flap over, you know, just like, oh, my Lord. I don't and... know if anybody smacks the leg as hard on a knee as Alistair does on his, like, V-trigger. Yeah, it sounds like dude. there's a gunshot going off every time he does. Even a huge arena, it's loud. It it, it is it is a, quite a thing to behold. Even like if you see it in, in a in a packed arena, mm-hmm. and and you just hear that oh that just 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 meat slapping meat. It's something it's else, just, man. It's amazing. It, it caught my attention because I was I was writing my own my my own Steve notes here, and then all of a sudden I just hear kunk. I'm like. What just happened? This man looks like he's dead. Yeah. And that's basically how it was. I mean, Seth had to come in and revive him because Alistair was going for the pin, and then Seth got interfered and yanked him off, mm-hmm. matches thrown out, and um, and then um, KO gets involved, and then I think we go to commercial again, right? Well, then Ray and, and Walter come out. And Ray and Walter come yeah. out. And then, yeah, Seth, that's one thing I was thinking is because they have this plexiglass up here now, you have no place to escape. Normally, you would run into the the crowd if they mm-hmm. were there or somewhere else. But now you're basically like in a hockey rink. Now you, the yeah. only way to get out is in the benches, yeah. and the benches now are filled with some enforcers looking to, to to pound you out. You got that right. So now we finally get Owens versus Seth. You got ringside. You got Ray. You got Dominic Walter. You got Alistair, who's basically uh, Kevin Owens' enforcer during this match. Yeah. And then he got Buddy Murphy kind of lingering out there. He's still yeah, trying to come to. He's he's just got cobwebs going. He's that I really thought because uh, I th- I thought that Buddy because he went in there tried to wake him up to get some reinforcements mm-hmm. for him before, when uh, when uh, um, Dominic and Ray came out and I really thought okay he's gonna somehow work his way into this but he just seemed to just be like you know dead in the corner just sort of like lights you know just, uh, lights out, out. lights yeah. out. Yeah, uh, and um, and the the crew around there really took advantage of the situation. That's basically what the whole match was. Was mm-hmm. Seth had nowhere to go, nowhere exactly. to hide. Exactly. So it was, it was basically a, a, a lumberjack match, uh, in that it was Alistair, Ray, and Dominic surrounding the ring. But every time Seth would try to roll out or even get on the apron, or as in several instances, even when he had the advantage, uh, they would see to it that Kevin Owens uh, had a chance. 
Um, anytime Seth would roll out of the ring, they'd corner him. So he, he felt like the best place, Seth, the best place for safety was against Kevin Owens rather than have to deal with Ray, Dominic, and Alistair ringside. Especially for Alistair. Right. He was in Seth's face the entire time. Yeah. There was one time where uh, Seth took advantage in the middle of the match and then throws KO uh, uh, out, out ringside, and then Seth was going to follow him, and then uh, Alistair real quick stepped up to him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's like, you know, this doesn't involve you. Get out of here. And then KO took a great opportunity to use this confusion to just, I think he parted like a, a, a Dominic was there next to him. He sort of parted his way between them to give Seth a beautiful shot to the mouth and continue on with his rally. Yeah. It was a fun match. These two guys are, are pros and, and, and great ring technicians. So this was a ton of fun, even with all the interference. It didn't feel, it was overbooked, but it felt, it felt motivated enough that I didn't mind it so much. Um, yeah, I I would have been upset if this was overbooked in in the the match that they're going to have at Extreme Rules. I was okay with this being so much of a, a cluster to mm -hmm. lead up mm -hmm. to that match, just to enhance it a little more, give it a little more backstory. Well, it, it helps too because because Kevin Owens got the win. So what happens is is uh, I think Seth is setting up for a stomp. He, he goes for Owens' eyes. So Owens falls off the top rope, and then Alistair gets on the apron to distract Seth. So Seth charges him. Alistair gets down. Then, like, on the opposite side of the ring, uh, uh, Dominic does the same, and then Ray, and then all three of them. And this allows Kevin Owens an opportunity to come to enough. He gets up, uh, hits a stunner on Seth to get the win. I like the mention here in the notes that uh, Kevin Owens was selling the eyes all through the yeah. stunner and the pin. He was really selling that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, this, that just made... And it just made the fact that, you know, he was able to get that uh, uh, finisher and just getting that pin on KO even with the uh, on Seth with the jacked up eye really, mm -hmm. really meant something that, you know, he, he he sold it to that point, which is phenomenal because it's all about it's eye for an eye, right? You got that right. Um, <laughs> so this, you know, the finish here gives Seth an L. So the math works out. Ray yeah. more or less stands tall because he dropped the promo. <laughs> He told, uh, said to Seth, hey, you tried to end my career. You terrorized my family. You've crossed every line you could cross. Now it's my turn. Extreme rules. Uh, I'm going to make a sacrifice of my own. Uh, Seth, you're walking into their match with two eyes, and you're going to be carried out with just one. Uh, so uh, the writing is on the wall for Ray to lose this match, but you never yeah. know. The, the stand tall math isn't 100%. You know, I think it's like 60-something percent it follows through. Right, right. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't uh, bet the farm on it, but I'd uh, maybe some hay on it, you know. There you go. Uh, somewhere um, like five confidence points. Depending yeah, on yeah, absolutely. Somewhere uh, middle one, one thing I do like is that normally you don't see that much of this viciousness from Rey Mysterio. Usually he's the likable guy. And then, yeah, much like how Kevin Owens said, like, you drove this man to a point mm -hmm. where he wants to gouge your, your eyeball out, like, legit. And um, that's that's nice if if they make if they turn him like a li little bit like, you know, a tweener here as mm -hmm. he goes out the door, that would be something nice to see um, just because you don't see it all that much. You exactly. see uh, Ray Mysterio, he's a smiley happy even in a on Nitro and, and Thunder back in the day. He was just, hey, everybody, how's everything going? Mm -hmm. You know, I like their nice. sorry. Go ahead. Edge. No, it just I, looks like good to have him an edge for him. Exactly. I like how they're with Ray now and especially with Drew ever since he kind of had his face turned. They're allowing their faces to have a bit of an edge to them. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, 
Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Which is um, needed. Absolutely. It is. it is. You don't, you know, it's hard to root for someone who's a constant pushover, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that white meat baby face has a role in this business, but at some point, you know, I'm going to be like, oh, it's you again, man. It's Mr. Squeaky Clean. I, I, I don't just, need that. You it's know? just boring. It, too much of it's yeah. boring, you know, and, and, and it, it's not reflective of what real life is like, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, at some point you could be the nicest guy in the world or gal in the world and someone's going to push your buttons to the point where, you know, you're going to reach that point and you're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I, I, I got there. But that's kind of where Ray is like, dude, you took my eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm about to take yours. You got that right. And Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so next we got Ric Flair backstage. Oh, Why is he man. You know, you know what, you know what was was the saddest part was this was I'm I was I'm so glad you wrote these notes here because I was so so hard to hear him because he was so soft spoken mm-hmm. when he was talking to Big Show and I was like this isn't that woo you let me tell you something show and it was just sort of just a uh, you know show you know I've known you forever you're good you know, it was just like what's what's going on here dude. Anyone else could have done this for, for it, a big show. It's, it's almost like Flair knew he shouldn't have been there. Um, yeah, right. So here's my hope because they kind of alluded this whole bit was about Ric Flair, uh, more or less telling Big Show, you don't need to take on Orton. You got no chance. Your career, your legacy, it's locked in. You're a surefire Hall of Famer. The only thing you're risking here is injury by taking on this match with Orton. Don't worry about it. Go back to L.A. Make that money doing that Netflix sitcom and just be done with it. That was pretty much it. So, I, I, and then later on, Orton has a promo where he talks about how Edge and Christian and Show were his friends, but Flair is pretty much his family. But he said, even yeah. then, I really hope that Flair doesn't do anything to get in the way of me doing what I want to do. So, while I don't want to see Ric Flair take a punt because I don't think he should be taking any sort of bump at the ring, uh, I'm kind of thinking that next week on Raw, Ric Flair's probably going to take a punt. Ric Flair's going to take a punt. That's what I think. And they're going to find, I, they're going to write him off, and hopefully they won't invite him back anytime soon until this pandemic thing is done with because Ric Flair's in his 70s. He's had health issues of late. Uh, the man almost be died harm's way. a couple of years ago. I know. You know. Keep him out of harm's like, way. And yeah, I really thought we were going to get that punt um, today because when he was going to line up a truth. And then, you know, he's like, no, 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 don't do it. And then he lines up and then he gets in front of him. Mm-hmm. Then Big Show music hit. I was like, oh, this is where he's about to to, to jack up Rick. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, uh, I don't need to see Ric Flair out there anymore. I just feel bad. 
I just feel bad to see him if anything were to happen to him, man. That's that. That's just it. Always good to see him. Just worry if something bad's going to happen. Exactly, to him, man. and you know, and 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 something resembling normalcy. This would be a welcome addition to the story. Yeah, because, absolutely. Because he and Norton do have history. Um, yeah. But at this juncture, given everything that's going on in the world, it, this seems to be an unnecessary risk. And also, he's probably Orton's probably the only guy left on the roster other than Triple H that he actually does have some sort of history that makes sense other mm-hmm. than, you know, Charlotte. But that's just him basically just being a dad. Like yeah. this is actually running up and down the road, having matches with people. Exactly. It's about the only guy he's got left is, is with Orton. And it'd that's be right. great to see in a non pandemic thing, this, the storyline of, of, of Orton mm-hmm. with Rick, but I just for night right now. No, I just don't want to see just, it. It takes you out of the show. You know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder, like, oh, who has he been around? And anyway, I, I digress. I just feel feel bad, and I hopefully they do write him out. Yeah, I hope so too for for his own safety. Anyway, so at the the conclusion of of Flair pitching to to Big Show, just pull out of the match, go back to Hollywood, make your money. Uh, show says, all right, I know what you're trying to do. Yeah. You are the most you are the dirtiest player in the game. Uh, yeah, I've never seen Orton more dangerous. He may be the best WWE has ever seen, but tonight he faces one of their friends, R-Truth, and he asks Flair, are you willing to sacrifice your friendships so Orton could be the legend killer? And he walks off, and, and Flair kind of has a pensive, thoughtful look yeah, on yeah. his face. And I think he checks his phone again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, oh. He's <laughs> like, well, I don't, don't want to think about the, the, these emotions he's making me feel. No. What's going on on Twitter? Yeah, what's um, going on on Twitter, yeah. yeah. So Woo. we got a, a Randy Orton Legend Killer video package and then Orton promo. And he talks about, the, this is an old adage, you're lucky to make it out of this industry with a handful of friends. He said he's had a handful. He had Edge, Christian, Big Show, and he has Ric Flair. And he, he goes, you know, individual by individual. individual. Uh, he says Edge came back at the Rumble. And once again, they could have been rated RKO, but Edge didn't trust Orton. And uh, Orton didn't trust... I think that's what he said, that Randy knew what was best for Edge, which was not to be in a wrestling ring. And so he right. beat him and sent him home to nurse his tricep injury. So with Christian, he came running his mouth to defend Edge's honor, which was fine, but he made the mistake of accepting Orton's challenge for one more match, uh, played to his ego, his vanity. Right. Finally, Big Show, they have a history. Uh, show... Uh, took Orton under his wing and showed him around the locker room when he first showed up, and he said it baff- Randy said it baffles him that Show would defend a couple of fractured skulls rather than maintain his relationship with him. Now he says, Flair, he's a friend. He's more than that. He's family, which is why it would be a shame if Rick did anything to jeopardize their friendship. And he talks about his match tonight. He says, Truth has all his respect, which is why it's going to be a shame when all truth amounts to is one more chapter in the story of the legend killer. Flair walks in, tells Randy, it's time. And Orton goes, all right, I'll be, I'm right behind you. And kind of looks at him as like he's, it's like he saw yeah, the interview with Big Show, you know, or that. Yeah, and he's already sort of doubting, like, ooh, I don't know, did, 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 I, did I put the, uh, did, 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 did I back the wrong horse here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So then we get R-Truth versus Randy Orton. Uh, you mentioned the graphic yeah. they had there. There's been 99, 99 reigns of that 24-7 That's title. Crazy. And that. Our truth has over a third of those, which doesn't sound crazy, but when you put the numbers there that were one shy of a hundred, you think anyone's going to be special to get that hundredth reign, or is it just going to be run of the mill type of stuff? I don't, I don't think they care enough about the twenty four seven title. I think to make it important because they but could they have the cared enough tonight. to make 
they they had cared enough about it to tell you that stat. It's true. I mean, if they'd had Randy Orton just beat our truth and just like, all right, sure, I'll win the title now. That's what I thought it was gonna. I really thought that's what it was for. And then um, then he just he mopped the floor with with the uh, oh yeah with um, with him. But, but anyway, I'm 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 moving along here. Um, um, so Flair yeah. drops a promo that was kind of meandering. Uh, he says, first, I want to congratulate you, Truth." For having the most illustrious career I've seen in a long time, you know, Truth has had a very good career for going on he's twenty had, plus years. He's had a phenomenal career, and a lot of title reigns, evidently. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, he says to him, "But here's a deal. Uh, you know, Truth, that uh, Orton loves you just as much as I, Ric Flair, loves you. Uh, so Randy's not going to punt you. He's just going to drop you with an RKO. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. How about that?" Yeah, that was, that was great. You guys, yeah, you good with that? You just down? <laughs> How about that? How about that? Um, so Randy comes down the ring, and Truth uh, realizes what he's he's gotten himself involved in. He's yeah. like, I just want to talk to Ric Flair before this match starts. Uh, so he turns to Rick. Orton tries to attack him from behind. Truth kind of senses it, hits it a few shots, goes for a scissor kick. Orton evades, bang, RKO. He gets the win with a deep pin. Um, and you, I like you mentioned this here because I didn't notice it that our truth had yeah. the belt on for the whole match. Had, yeah, he. Only reason I I saw that was at the replay of that deep pin. I'm like, oh, there's a strap right there around his waist as he's just getting folded up like a pup tent. That probably did not feel good. Probably not. That man. Belt digging yeah. into his midsection. So uh, yeah. after that, Orton and Flair seem like they're kind of bickering in the ring a little bit. Yeah, that around this time is when I thought like, okay, this is when we're gonna get that turn. And then, uh, you know, he's just going to just wallop Rick, and then Rick's head's going to get punted off. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so he walks up to R-Truth, backs up in the corner, waiting for a punt. And that's when Flair kind of steps in his way. Big Show comes down the ringside. Orton grabs a mic, tells him to stop, or he will kick off Truth's head. Um, He says, Show, I know you're angry at me, uh, but uh, I wasn't even going to punt R-Truth. You know whose name this punt has on it? It's you, Big Show. Uh, challenge you to an unsanctioned match next week. And then show just yells, okay. Yeah, okay. Hits the uh, ring. Orton rolls out. And then uh, they, yeah. there's some trash talk. And yeah, then, yeah. Uh, and then they have to do an interview later on to clarify that uh, show actually accepted the challenge. In the most hilarious, stupid way possible. He just like, yeah, I meant it. Yes, I accept. <laughs> yes. This with crazy eyes. I know that's his thing. Okay, actually, he did it earlier too. Here he's yeah. And I'm, stuff. I'm like, okay, listen, man. As 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 a big man, myself, nowhere near the size of the big show. Ain't no need to get all like, ooh, just your presence alone and you, your calm demeanor will scare enough fools, man. You got that right. You got that right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, next, we saw Cedric and Ricochet backstage. MVP and Lashley walk up to him. MVP driving that wedge is like, hey, Cedric, you got that thing I sent you. And the Ricochet's like, what thing? And Cedric goes, no, nah, don't worry about it. I'm not interested anyways. Uh, Sarah rolls in for an interview with MVP because uh, Cedric and Ricochet leave. And she says, what's your uh, game plan for Extreme Rules? He says, I'm not tripping about the U.S. title match. I've already beaten Cruz. And when I win again... We're going to go celebrate an undisclosed location. Uh, Lashley, he's got a match against Ricochet later. Uh, adds that Ricochet is going to be nursing injuries or worse tonight. 
and they leave, and Sarah her, hears a disturbance or something. I don't know what. Yeah. So she walks yeah. back further into the the bowels of the performance center, and there's Drew just doing something. Drew's just standing there, just me and not, not in catering, not getting any any of his beautiful uh, shirts, uh, dress shirts hemmed up, or no. He's just mm-hmm. standing there with his belt on just some sort of just rack, just yeah. sitting there like he just had to tie his shoes and oh, let me just put my thing here. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> the staging of it was weird. It's um, odd. And so she asks him, "How are you preparing for your match against Dolph? We don't know the stipulation." He goes, yeah, when I said that, I was just being nice to Dolph to kind of give him a chance. But now he's kind of more or less unleashed the psychopath. This is when Dolph jumps him. They brawl for a little bit. Uh, Rest and producers, and they break it up. Not a whole lot happened, really. Yeah, the only cool thing was, uh, um, I guess, uh, Dolph uh, um, tried to jump onto Drew. Drew caught him, threw him up onto that ring that was Mm -hmm. in the background, and then he hit him a couple times, and once again, like you said, the producers and the refs came in, broke it up, right to commercial. Yeah, pretty much. After that, we got Bob Lashley versus Ricochet. Ricochet tries for some offense early. Lashley no-sells it, trips him up with the apron, throws him around ringside a few times, has the upper hand. Uh, for pretty much the entire match, Ricochet got some offense in. He got the Enzigiri, standing shooting star. Lashley kicks out at one. Uh, in the end, though, uh, Ricochet is going for the uh, 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 oh man a Benadriller, no, it's going for like a handspring kick or something. Uh, he just handsprings right into a full Nelson, taps out just right into it, just yeah, right. It was, quick it's actually, too. yeah, the the transition was fantastic. Yeah, and it was it was no uh, no real struggle. It was just I I'm tap 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 and uh, Lashley sunk it in there tight, man. Yeah, and yeah, Cedric runs in, tries to break it up. Uh, instead, he eats. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, MVP gets in too. He is the neuralizer. And then Lashley drops Ricochet, puts Cedric in the full Nelson, and then hits him with a full Nelson slam. A really underrated move. Yeah. Um, and then MVP uh, in, gives Ricochet a good talking to. Yeah. Hurt it's business, like we're, we're in the hurt business. Business is great. That's a great That's, that's a great catchphrase, man. Absolutely, man. I love that. That's that's why I, that's on it. actually probably one of the first times that I had heard it. That's why I put it in the notes. Saying, you know, we're in the hurt business, and as they're walking away, business is great. I'm and trying to think if it was just last week they started saying that. If it was two weeks ago, it's a pretty recent oh. development. Okay, all right. Um, well, it, it's uh, it's it's resonating with me, man. Oh, I like good, that man. one. It's a great catchphrase. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we mentioned this Big Show interview, or is simple enough? Do you accept Randy Orton's challenge? Yes, yes. I accept. He walks out. <laughs> away he goes. Away he goes. <laughs> Off to to be back in a week for his match. I know. And I also also this is circle back here. I like how Randy, when he was telling Big Show he's going to fight him next, he's like, "You've got nothing going on, you know. As far as I can tell, you've got nothing going on." Oh, I'll I missed fight it. That's next funny. Week. Yeah. That's it true. I guess production you, yeah. production is not happening anytime soon in Hollywood. I'm yeah. Guessing. So yeah, they so, said, "Yeah, you've got nothing going on. I'll see you next week." <laughs> That's great. Uh, then we get our main event, uh, yes. tag, women's tag title match, Sasha. Enjoyable. Bailey. Enjoyable main event. Yeah. Um, Against Asuka and Kyrie. So Sasha and Bailey have a brief promo before the match starts. They want to give their audience a chance to see the greatest. And so Sasha throws their tribute video from SmackDown. We come back. Asuka and Kyrie come to the ring. Sasha and Bailey attack them immediately. Um, This is a really good back and forth. There wasn't really a a prolonged stretch where necessarily anybody was isolated. I guess Kyrie was for a bit. Uh, There's this great bit where she goes up top. Bailey pulls Oscar off the apron. Sasha kicks Kyrie off the top rope, sends her out of the ring, and then her and Bailey slingshot Kyrie into the pe- plexiglass 
before we go to commercial. <laughs> I just want to read that part because I really legit <laughs>, laughed when you added this the notes the two minutes for boarding. That cracked me yes. up. It's an old hockey term right there. It now, is, man. You're staying in your gimmick. I like it. <laughs> there, there there, was one time. I'm sorry to digress here, but there was one time I was at a Kings game. I was lucky enough to be uh, uh, um, right up against the glass. Mm. And it was uh, it was a playoff game between the Kings and the Wings. And Ziggy Palfy uh, um, got his face just shoved right into the plexiglass right in front of me uh, by by a wing. And I was I could not be any happier because I was the only Wings fan in a, in a sea of Kings fans and watching their best player just get his face just annihilated. That's funny. But, but anyway. That's cool. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, any any kind of description, at least that I could do this match, would do a disservice beyond just saying go watch it. Mm-hmm. Great. Fast pace. Uh, all four of these women operating at a whole other level right now. Um, uh, you can make the case for Orton, Orton being the MVP of the first half of 2020, but my vote is solidly behind Oscar. But at this juncture, though, Bailey and Sasha are making a strong case in their own right. Um, Absolutely, the, the all four of them are just doing awesome stuff. So uh, the finish sees Kyrie get the tag gets a tag in. Uh, Sasha rolls up Oscar, but she's not the legal competitor. Um, Kyrie hits her with an axe kick. Oscar kicks her too. Kyrie goes up top, hits the insane elbow. Bailey pulls her off the pin. Uh, Kyrie gets back in there, goes back up top. Hits a flying forearm, uh, falls with an Alabama slam. This was smooth. So she's going for a sliding forearm. Um, and Sasha catches her and transitions immediately into a bank statement. And she's pulling it back deep. Deep. Deep, deep. Deep. Yeah. And Kyrie has to tap. That transition was so smooth. That was fantastic. I did not see that coming at all. Um, yeah, I, I figured there would be a little bit more going to get to uh sasha's finish mm-hmm. but it just how slick that was i was sort of uh, taken aback like whoa it's already in and she's tapping and yeah. she's in there deep i was like all right that was well that was well done right it there, was ladies. well done that was really good really good so all, all told a pretty fun episode of raw uh especially considering it's a go-home episode and those are kind of a, a you know that's a, it's a hit or miss with with go-home shows for pay-per-views um, right, still right. got a SmackDown left, so that could still suck. So who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Well, they have to make up for what they did last week, right? So, one would um, hope. <laughs> one would hope. God, that it was absolutely. so bad. It was so bad last week. It was awful. Yeah, I, I heard because I, I had uh, problems with my Fox app. I wasn't able to get the SmackDown going, but then um, I heard f- uh, the uh, karaoke was just got awful. It was, it, it was short, and it wasn't in front of a crowd. So if it was well, that's long good, in front least, of right? fans that would have dumped all over it, it could have been just an absolute train wreck. But they, kept, to their credit, they kept it short, which is smart. And Jay Uso tried his best to make it not suck uh, horribly. What what could have probably helped that is if he had Xavier Woods, he probably could have helped that with some with some laughs or had New Day host in it. You yeah, know? and then that just have it turn into a rap battle between uh, Jay Uso and. <laughs> that was that's a great state, a uh, great segment years ago. Uh, we want to answer a couple of questions here. Absolutely. I am, as as any good Steve would be, I am on the Patreon right here with these questions. Cool. All right. Um, I'm just going to go right here down down the line here and whatever catches my eye. Um, hey, uh, if they're going uh, – Dan Barber here. Uh, if they're going on a belt redesign spree, how would you redesign the tag team titles? I mean, they got a very – not all the belts look alike, but there's seemingly a kind of a very specific aesthetic they're 
kind of working with these days. You look at the cruiserweight titles, slightly lesser extent the NXT belts, the Intercontinental title, and kind of slightly lesser extent the U.S. title. Yeah, it's a lot of very clean lines. Um, Not very many belts now around the way that the tag team belts are. The center, uh, I think, um, just the uh, North American pieces. title, really. Oh, I guess the, the North cruiserweight Am- belt is kind of round. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, the inter- oh, I forget the Intercontinental is kind of round. But no, that's more like too, jaggy yeah. and like aggressive looking. But um, yeah, um, uh, I, I would, I would. Okay, the one for me was like with the one that demolition had and the heart foundation, mm-hmm. uh, that style, uh, legion of doom. If we, if I could just get that back, I'm, I'd be happy with that. Like old, old is new again, man. Just, exactly. Just give me all the old stuff. Like we talked about before the show start, there's a certain level of nostalgia attached to things from the eighties and nineties. And I think uh, championship belts for me specifically is one of them. Yeah. Uh, some kind of, uh, uh, throwback doesn't have to be exact recreation, but it's just something. Yeah. That's inspired by pays an homage to exactly. where the where the, the the lineage of the belt came from. Exactly, Absolutely. exactly. Uh, night by night, question of the night was Ko referring to Jean Pierre Lafitte PCO's W gimmick, or is he actually is he actually medium and friends with real? Oh, is it a real eighteen hundred Jean Pierre Lafitte? I'm guessing he meant PCO. <laughs> um, I'm thinking he got that at some um, uh, estate sale. From the 1800s, <laughs> um, so um, I'm going to go and say that that is the legit artifact. He probably had it appraised at Antiques Roadshow. There you go. What was the uh, what was the the appraised value? Uh, thirty five dollars. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing he it's, probably it's, yeah. That's that's why he felt fine having it out. No, he was no he deal. wasn't content with that appraisal. Was willing to give it to uh, to Seth. Absolutely. Um, James Fletcher, out of every released WWE superstar ever, who do you think? was most likely to be world champion. I, I don't want to go ever. How about in like the last batch that we had? Uh, um, oh, the last batch? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, um, I, easy one for me is Rusev. Rusev, you could put the belt on Rusev uh, anytime. It's believable. Mm-hmm. He's got a character. If you actually watch him on Twitch, um, the personality that he had uh, doing Rusev Day, that's him. Yeah, and it, it, it's enjoyable, and yeah, I could see him being a world champ in any company, definitely um, he, by far. He's had a knack of getting himself over repeatedly, um, and yeah, I agree. Rusev is probably tops. I'd also say EC3. The dude, he's not like the most accomplished wrestler, but he's a good wrestler. He's got everything else. Um, yeah. That dude can make a lot of money for basically any company. Absolutely. Uh, it's it's just whether he's given the opportunity to. Exactly. Man. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, Gareth Nicholas, is it sustainable having the women's title and tag team titles in the same storyline? Do the titles need to switch on Sunday for this to pay off? Uh, no, they're really focusing the stories of basically the entirety of the women's division right now uh, around Sasha and Bailey. Um, Bailey will win. Sasha won't. And that's going to feed to their story. Um, and then down the line for SummerSlam, Asuka will face somebody yeah. else. Maybe it'll be Shayna. Maybe we'll get a one-on-one match between the two of them, which will be fantastic. Two most dominant uh, NXT champions, uh, period, ever you can make the case for. Um, Absolutely. I, uh, I would say uh, that probably once um, they actually figure out something that they want to do with uh, uh, Shayna and Bianca Belair um, separately and sort of build them individually into something, that's when you can really – 
strip apart uh, the tag belts from being attached to the main women's title, whether it be SmackDown or Raw. Mm -hmm. I just think right now they're like trying to consolidate their belts on the people that they can build a storyline and know that they are there now that they're getting some pieces back. I think that's going to start to loosen up. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I definitely think you're right about that. All right. Uh, um, what uh, Blake Whitehouse, what does creative need to do to Dolph in order to make us take him seriously as a believable challenger for a world title? Uh, I really don't. Th- I think he is sadly damaged goods at this point. I don't think there's anything you could do to Dolph. No, he is who we think he, who we think he is. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, at this point, it would almost be if you put the belt on him uh, just shy of when they put it on gender. You'd be mm-hmm. like, why is... Okay, so who's the guy they're going to put the belt on because he's a transi- transitional guy? Yeah. Well, at least at least gender was a new thing. Like yeah. We, we've yeah. seen Dolph as world champion before. Granted, the company didn't really, or Vince didn't really get behind him. Yeah, I didn't really get behind him, yeah. But at this point, we've seen what Dolph's ceiling is. We know who he is as a character. We know who he is as a performer. I don't know. I'd like to, I'd like to be wrong about this. I don't know how he can necessarily surprise us with yeah. anything at this point. Um, yeah. I like to be wrong on that, but I think we just know too much of what who he is as a performer that it's it's going to be tough. I say that, but even in the last few years, there's been moments where he has kind of uh, uh, had some really remarkable yeah. performances. His retirement match against The Miz yeah. at No Mercy a few years back was phenomenal. That's, that right here is what Hugh Hong, Longheavy is saying right here. Like, yeah, um, just make us care. Like, when are, when are you gone? Yeah, um, when he was a sole survivor, when uh, Sting showed up at Survivor yeah. Series, that was a huge moment for him. And that was sort of out of the blue, too, because the yep. story was about Cena. And and uh, and the show turned on on the, the crew, and then you know somehow he's still there. And Dolph, you know, but they really didn't do anything with nope, that. They never really follow through. That's kind of the story no, of Dolph's career. They don't really yeah. follow through on things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Doctor Lipkin, Mickey James is clear to come back. Uh, I'd like to see her team with Liv in a mentor mentee partnership. Mm. I just had a Steve moment. What was that question? Uh, Mickey, <laughs> Mickey James returns and uh, mentors yeah. Liv Morgan. I could see that. Yeah, I could see it. I just don't really know if it'd do much for either of them. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know much. They're sort of okay. You could, but where does it get you? And, and I don't know. I don't know how much it benefits either one of them. Exactly. At this point. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the rain trigger, great name by the way. Uh, will this recent push by Kyrie convince her to stay? I don't know. There's been so many kind of bits of information about what she may do. Kind of a lot of it conflicting. Um, so I don't know. I I've got. I like this answer here by uh, Nemo, the uh, freak of fisticuffs. Great, a great name. Uh, I think that no country is letting in any anybody coming out of America, so that doesn't hurt them either. Having her stay, it's like you can't go anywhere anyway. You're going to be quarantined. And you can't travel. So it's true. Want to resign? I mean, that's, that is a point. Um, yeah. She couldn't really go anywhere. Um, yeah, I don't know. 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 I don't know what. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can say. I, I mean, she was in the main event of Raw, but yet she ate the pin. I know. So. That's kind of been her lot since she's got yeah. called to main. She'll be yeah. involved, but she's usually the one that eats the pin. 
Also, a lot of start and stop too, where she'll get injured or someone will, you know, yeah. she'll be in a, put in a bad spot, and then any sort of run she may have had has to be put on hold. And that's the that's something that I know Vince and the hires up hate is you know if you constantly get injured, they're not gonna they're not gonna push you. Yeah, they they feel like they can't uh, trust you or something like can't that. Can't trust you. Yeah, exactly. This is a good question from Joe Juarez. How outrageous should the eye gouging scene get? as ridiculous as possible absolutely um as long as the eyeball looks decent i want blood squirting out of the eye socket i want all that graphic yeah a bloodbath that's what needs to happen like i said uh if you could do a a grapefruit spoon and and really wedge that son son of a bitch in there you got um, i'm all down for that man yeah uh sound effects you know as it comes out boop you know, yep. one of those. Absolutely. It's like a, you're uncorking a champagne bottle. Exactly. <laughs> Pop! Even, <laughs> hell, hell, let's have that. Just have it fly out like a like, like, like some cork. Yeah. There you go. Uh, 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 Britain Wolf here. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering this from you as well. Hey, Frando's been wanting to buy some old wrestling shirts. And it made me think, what's one of the coolest pieces of wrestling memorabilia you guys have? Wow, uh, we've been given a lot, sent a lot of stuff. We have one of the old uh, WCW World Heavyweight Title replicas that was really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, let me see. I um, for me, uh, I used my old roommate used to work for Wizard World, and he would have cool. uh, appearances uh, for wrestlers. So I'm looking up here. Here he's he got me uh, a signed AJ Styles action figure signed real big on the back um he actually lucky enough he had was able to spend 20 minutes uh talking with him because no one went to his uh, meet and greet when he was brand new in wwe the day before he won the title uh the first time against dean and he said there was nobody to see him in richmond and his friend my friend just sat there for half an hour and talked with aj styles because nobody came up that's crazy that's crazy, yeah. So I, I've got like a like a CM Punk signed action figure, a Page, Seth Rollins. Um, I got some stuff behind me. Of uh, one, remember the two suite between uh, Finn and AJ yeah. at that TLC. I actually have a, a, a nice big glossy signed by both of them. Oh, that's cool. And and I have it at the moment where they're 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 too sweet and that's really and uh, that right there is probably my number one piece. And I want to get some extra stuff done around there that's my number one we, we've had a, people send us a lot of really cool stuff i'm happy you mentioned the cm punk sign something because someone sent yeah. us a, a, a copy it's a 12 inch single i think of cult of personality the record saw the sleeve is signed by punk and i think the actual record on the label is signed by him too oh that's so nice and right they said to us framed and everything it's beautiful it's really oh, cool beautiful man you'd, you'd be surprised uh, guys out there and girls if you have your stuff and if you have an opportunity to get it framed and nice and matted you have no idea how nice oh that it looks will, amazing will look yeah up on your yeah. wall uh church jackson ruby Wright, and bianca belair as a tag team make zero sense on paper but perfect sense on screen what other odd couple tag teams do you love um, uh, Seamus and Cesaro, I love that. But for me, um, uh, Rock and Sock Connection was uh, was always something that, that I, I loved. It was just the Rock was too cool, and Mick Foley was just a big hot mess, and it worked. Yeah, and uh, that that for me was top top notch, super best right there. Um, man, there's so many of them. I mean, it just like, seems like that's what they do. It's 
throw them together and it's just a mismatch and see yeah, what they do what all the time, especially especially if they got a, a larger push uh, story to push. Like right now, Kenny and, and Hangman are one of my favorite tag teams because they're so damn entertained together. The way they've built up Paige has been phenomenal. Um, yeah, you know, after what seemed to be a bit of a creative misstep, not doing much with them. They've kind of used that as 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 ammunition for what they're doing with them now, and it's been so good. Absolutely, that's. I will tell you, like you know, we'll probably not be here for an AEW review, but AEW is by far my jam. I love AEW. A, I know that's that you know the other Steve, the the, the traditional Steve will sell you NXT, but for me, AEW hands down is where my heart is for for where I'm watching every week. It's 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 week in and week out the most fun wrestling show. Absolutely, it's just absolutely, fun. and and as much as they they meander about uh, uh, Jr. and Shivani being out there, that's that's my childhood ta- talking to yeah. me, you know. So it always got a little spot in my heart. Yeah, and they they've developed a pretty decent chemistry where it seems like Jr. is isn't grumpy old man as much, or if he is grumpy old man, it's about things that aren't, aren't as annoying as about not knowing the names of the moves and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, yeah they've all yeah. settled to a really comfortable uh, uh, dynamic that's worked pretty well for him. That being said, uh, Jericho, when he finally hangs him up, if he can slide over to the AEW uh, commentary booth, that is where his money will be made when he hangs up his uh, his wrestling boots. You got that right. Absolutely. This is a great question for an old film uh, student such as myself. Moses supposes, in kayfabe, do boon mics exist? During the Ruby Riot interview, the Iconics asked Sarah to leave. Without her microphone, we still hear everything. Mm. do they like are they there is that basically like they're it's a it's a part of 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 the show it's there is is that is that what he's saying like you know they 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 know that it's there or they know that it's not there but we're just supposed to pretend that we can hear them with it not being i I guess it's supposed it's like a how is audio being picked up if the interviewer with the microphone leaves the scene um like even on reality shows where there seems to be audio recorded at all times, everybody's wearing a lavalier mic, so everybody is mic'd up individually. Right. So you can't use that as a basis of comparison. So Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, yeah, if you've got this and then all of a sudden that goes away. You should be able to hear them. Yeah. You've you you've broken it. You've, yeah. you've broken us here, uh, uh, um, Moses. Uh, Moses. Yeah, Moses supposes. I'm not sure. So... Yeah, you tr- yeah, you got us there. Nemo, who is the best audience member of WWE? Her vote is for Zia Lee. Whenever she's on screen and a lot of it is facing hard cam, she always seems to be into everything. I'm going to go with Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah. Um, she, when that she's was there, she's always into it. Yeah, just always nice to see that that nice uh, uh, green and black hair just flopping about, getting all good. But I will tell you now, it's nice to see them with the face masks on um, yes. in the crowd. Um, it, it, and by the way, uh, head on over to uh, friendomarket.com. Get yourself your own Frendo Club face mask. Head on over there. Get yourself one. All right, that's done. I'm done with plugging, okay? No, I appreciate the plugs. Uh, Checks in the mail, right? Checks yeah, definitely. Mail. No, for sure. <laughs> Go buy yourself a New Jersey there, Stevie Bradley. <laughs> no, don't, man. You're just feeding into the addiction here. No, don't tell me that. <laughs> uh, Wolfpack for life. What wrestler should get a talk show? And what should it be called? Uh, I'll give Matt Riddle a talk show, maybe. Mm, but what are you going to call it? 
Um, Mad attack. No, I ain't gonna. Uh, I'll go back to an old like the we did a episode of Friendo Club TV. We'll plug that right here about the worst ways to debut Matt Riddle, and knowing that he loves he loves to 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 smoke. Um, I made I thought Vince would make him an anti-drug crusader, and uh, so the show he comes could out be with called, a dare shirt. Yeah, exactly. It's dare to say bro. Dare to say bro, right on, man. Hell yeah. That could be the name of the show. There you go. Uh, we'll end on this one from Thayer Thabata. Uh, he oh, asks, Red Wings. He asks, what is Ivar's secret to getting the ladies to love him? Oh, man. It's just being as suave as he was just then when you saw him. Confidence. Confidence, Confidence. is key. If you don't believe it, you can't expect anyone to, to that you're willing to believe it. It's it's a hard thing to come by, but yeah, that's what you need, some confidence, man. Yep, it's confidence. That's the key. That is that's the key. It. That's it. Well, that's the key. That is the key. Yep. That'll do it for us tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, Enforcer. I really appreciate it. Uh, I had an absolute blast. Uh, maybe Steve will stay on vacation a few more days. Uh, <laughs> well, I can help. Well, I can help you with uh, with tomorrow's news brief if need be. The day after that, I can't help you on Wednesday for that. But okay, if, if you if you need or you want to, I can help you out. Cool, or, man. I'll I'll, or, I'll get you up or tomorrow. Or if the reviews have been terrible, then um then then no. If any, if the reviews <laughs> are anything less than glowing, uh, I'm gonna be mad, massively disappointed. You did. You were great. Thank you so much. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll, it was a I'll... pleasure and I'm, I'm honored. There were many others, uh, that, that you could have, uh, chose, uh, and uh, friendos right here in chat. And, uh, I, I feel like I'm one of them. I am most likely one of, I am them other than today. So I'll go back to, uh, to, to being that again. I'll just be a line on your screen. <laughs> oh, you're much more than that enforcer. Much, much more. Uh, anyways, thank you all for joining us. Thank you enforcer. And, uh, we'll, uh, thank we'll you. see you. We'll see you later. list you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's list is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. 
which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.